0: This man knows a lot about hoops. He breaks it down. He's a former player. I love his Twitter feed. Uh, Ant Wright is checking in on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. March Madness is here tonight. You get uh, one of the greatest NIT games in the history of Chrysler Center, uh, Michigan and Toledo. Ant, should be a good game. I'm serious.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, Earlier in the season, you know, Munition Shrug struggled against MAC teams. Whether they were, you know, Eastern finish, I believe, second to worst, and they beat them by five at LCA. And then you got they lose to the third worst team in the MAC in Central, and then they end up beating Ohio, which is the fifth best team in MAC. who went to overtime with them, so it's only right to you know go uh, a fourth time against the uh, MAC champions, who are. It's a very good
0: Toledo team. Very good team. You know, and uh, you, we can use the cliche, play down to your competition, but you just mentioned their struggles against some of the weaker MAC teams, including the loss at home back in December to CMU. Yet we've watched them beat quality teams like Michigan State or push Purdue until the end or lose in overtime at Illinois, at Indiana. Why the inconsistency all season for this team?
1: Well, the youth on the perimeter – uh, you know, that is the the most important the highest value positions in college basketball is gonna be your perimeter, the guys who are initiating the offense. And you had some younger guys, like even even you know, Kobe. Kobe was unplayable last year and he's the same age as Jeff. So not only was he younger last year, he was basically a true freshman this year. Uh having Doug And uh, Kobe and Jet be those three guys. They had to get through November and December, learning a lot, learning a ton. Didn't have a lot of minutes under their belt, but now they're seven eight hundred minutes deep um, into their freshman year, and you know Kobe is his second year. But um, now that the team's a bit better now because they've had to grow up, uh, because guys like Joey Baker has taken more steps. The you know you know, being more energized. and, uh, But overall, the perimeter play has been uh, much better, especially from Kobe and Doug. The way the, the way that they've grown from November, December to now uh, has been great to see. And as a team, they've gotten a lot better, where they've now been able to beat or challenge NCAA tournament teams. Now, if you play those same games again, they're not going to lose to Central. They beat Eastern pretty handily. Um, and they beat Ohio pretty handily as well, um, but that's just the, the growing pains they had to go through early on to get to where they are now. Of you know, I think they are a tournament team. They don't have a tournament resume, of course, uh, but they've been playing as good as a lot of tur- tournament teams from that seven, eight, nine, ten seed line for sure.
0: Jed Howard, uh, with you being a former player, uh, beyond when he's hot and hitting that three. Uh, What does Jad Howard bring to the floor for Michigan?
1: (laughs) You put me on the spot. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, that's.
0: That's kind of it. Yeah, that's it. And your silence. Hey, your silence silence is worth a million words. I agree with you, dude. I'm not trying to be that guy. No, and and I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm not the hater on Howard. I'm not, or his dad, or Jace, or anybody, but I've watched this all year long. And as a head coach with, with your dad, your dad needs to see when you're not hitting your shot. You need to park your butt on the bench. Your dad can watch the video. Of when the team played without Jet Howard, they were light years better. And those are just facts. It's not piling on anybody.
1: I will say this, though. I will say this, though. If Jet had, if he played in a Joey Baker role, I believe this team. Bingo. Instrumental. From- Instrumental leaps, and you know he's every bit the NBA prospect that he should be in terms of being 6'8", six, six, being able to shoot, and he's still really young. He's still just nineteen years old. Um, a lot of a lot of mistakes throughout the year in terms of whether it's on defense or whether it's you know boxing out. Um, but when it comes down to it, he's really good with two triples or less. He's really good getting leverage, getting down getting downhill, going to the rim, uh, and he's really good with spotting up and providing spacing for guys it gets kind of lost in the translation once he tries to do a bit too much when you've clearly seen that the ball is a lot better being initiated by either Doug McDaniel or Kobe Bufkin. Um, but but his value on the team is still very high, in my opinion, but that's only when, when, when he's playing within himself. You kind of saw it towards the end of that Illinois game where... Like he was hitting those big shots, and the big reason was that he wasn't trying to do too much, and he relied on other guys kind of create for him. When that kind, of, when he's in that kind of rhythm, he becomes a really good player for this team.
0: I agree with you. You know, it's interesting. No one said that. Almost it'd be the type of spot uh, on how Nick Stauskas and Duncan Robinson were in the John Beeline offense where you'd set plays for him to shoot screens and when he's on you just keep feeding him the rock I agree 100 percent that was his spot he's not a starter uh, he's not a guy on both ends of the floor and, and you watch a team without him and and now you get you're a dad though and we you know you have kids I have kids when you're a dad or a mom sometimes you know you're blinded by the loyalty to your kids.
1: Um, I do think the one thing that, you know, may have helped him out is sitting him down early and teaching him the little things that he should and should not be doing. Uh if there's a lapse on defense, you know, in November, you gotta nip nip that in the bud. If you don't box out, gotta sit him down back in November because the growth that's needed from November through December is especially for true freshmen, it's going to get you through a little bit better once you get to the Big Ten conference, knowing you're going to be playing, Jeff, 30, 35-plus minutes a game. Um, I think if we 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 nipped those in the bud a lot earlier, um, I think this team is looking a little bit different today.
0: I'm with you 100%, man. That's like three times I've said 100% with Ant Wright. Uh, follow him on Twitter, A-N-T. W R I G H T, good man. Uh, great feed, breaking it down, nose hoops. I uh, really appreciate your time, man. Before I let you go, uh, final prediction on Michigan Toledo tonight in the NIT in Ann Arbor.
1: I'm excited about this game. The big reason, um, because uh, it's going to tell me how much better Michigan has gotten. And it's going to tell me what their mindset is going into this game. If they go in here and lose, their mindset wasn't there. Um, and they weren't even looking forward to the NIT to begin with. Um, if they're able to go in it and win this game by several possessions, or even just three or four possessions, you're looking at a Toledo team. If they went to the to the NCAA tournament, they're in there as a probably as like a 12, 13. Uh, very very scary seed for any team that's sitting on that four or five line. Um, that's what's kind of kind of come down to, I have no prediction but we're going to see today where this team's head is um, because the NIT can be a letdown for those on the outside but those on the inside, they still want to compete for something and a lot of times it's getting through that first game because you, you were just let down, you got to play two days later from Selection Sunday what's the mindset like? Are you going to go out and try to win this thing or are you just playing just to play and get you know, a couple pieces of gear, but your mind is on something else. We're going to see a lot today.
0: And uh, Michigan State, uh, our second final question, uh, how far will they advance on your bracket in the NCAA tournament, beginning with the USC game at twelve fifteen on Friday?
1: In my opinion, they have the second easiest route to get to the Final Four of all the Big Ten teams. Um, I believe that they have the easiest region, which is good for both Purdue and Michigan State. Uh, I feel that there's a lot of opportunity there for them to get through. If if they were to face any two-seed, it would be Marquette, a team who's really, really not used to this. They don't have guys who have really been there like that. Um, this is a really good pos- position for them, and not a very scary Southern Cal team either. I do think that Michigan State looks um, – they didn't have a great Big Ten tournament. I get that, but but I think with the way that they were playing prior to that, not sure if it was fool's gold or not. But they got to be able to shoot the ball and make shots because of they're so limited on the interior. You got to trust your guards. You do, you have to trust Tyson Walker. Got to trust AJ Hogarth, Akins Hauser to really get you through. And you need Momalik Hall. I know he's a little bit banged up, but you need him to be on his A game. Um, In order for this team to get to a second weekend, and by that time, you're looking at two games until you're in the Final Four. So, if we're looking at, from any one standpoint, if you're looking at any seven, you want to be where Michigan State is. They have an incredible opportunity.
0: And always good to talk hoops with you, my man. Enjoy March Madness. We'll be in touch soon.
1: Hey, you too, my man. Have a good one.